have hundreds of millions of Christians around this country and hundreds of Christians around the world. And I always tell people that, you know, freedom is something that we breathe. Freedom is something that we live. Freedom is something that we take for granted. In order to do the kinds of things that we do, in order to live the life that we live, I mean, the liberties that we have, are, we are a nation built on individual liberties. Individual liberties, individual rights. That's what the Bill of Rights is about. There's a reason why there was 10 in the Bill of Rights. Just like the principles that are in the Bill of Rights, the Ten Commandments that we have are the principles of the foundation of the Bible. And the Bible provides us, the Bible provides us with the fulfillment, just like our Constitution provides us with the fulfillment of who we are as a nation, who we are as a people. It's we the people. It's us. We're the ones that run this country, not Washington, D.C. thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread the light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God puts into the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This is exactly why I need some action for my people. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be with you.
Guys, that is the Reawaken America tour with Clay Clark. I'm going to be there as well. That's July 8 and 9. Uh, go to thejoemobleyshow.com slash events to get your tickets. And you, you won't believe this. You actually get to name your own price. Thejoemobleyshow.com slash events for tickets to the Reawaken America tour stop in Virginia Beach. Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, the original uncloseted conservative. Guys, the show is presented by Birch Gold. Please, please, please stop checking your portfolio. The stock market is not a good place. You don't want to look at it right now unless you just enjoy uh, having a bad mood, being depressed, jumping off of buildings, that kind of thing. Uh, if you want to lock in the value of your savings, you know, stop the bleeding, so to speak, you got to get out of 401ks and IRAs, not completely, but you've got to put at least some of your portfolio into a precious metals IRA. Birch Gold is the best in the business to do that. All you got to do to learn more and get their free gift is text Mobley to 989898. Text Mobley to 989898. Get Birch Gold's free info kit. Get your money out of the stock market and into a precious metals IRA. Mobley is spelled M-O-B-L-E-Y. Text Mobley to, to not to Birch. Text Mobley to nine eight nine eight nine eight today and save your financial future, guys. Today's guest is an outspoken activist, a journalist, an all-around warrior, misinformation herself, Justine Murray. We're going to be talking about uh, free speech censorship issues. We're going to be talking about the Miss America pageant. We're going to be probably talking about GW. GW is just the... I am so sad. Like I love that I went to Liberty University. I love wearing their swag and promoting the university. And I kind of just hate about myself that I also went to GW. Guys, all that more and it all starts right now. Justine, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, so I've been following you for a while. Uh, for the listener who doesn't know who you are, tell us who you are, what you do, and then we can dive in. Sure thing. So I I dubbed myself the anti-PC pageant queen because I compete in the Miss America organization. I'm currently the reigning Miss Northern Lights and will be competing for Miss New Jersey next week. Each girl, each candidate has a social cause they promote throughout their time competing. And mine is called free speech 
even when you hate to hear it. I was a free speech activist on campus at Syracuse University, graduated last year. Now I work for One American News Network as a contributor and also a producer. I also am a Turning Point USA and PragerU ambassador. And throughout all these organizations, I, I keep promoting free speech. So... I remember being a young part. You're just a bit younger than me. I, I used to say like, oh, I'm so young and fresh. I was giving a speech at a college and I said something like, you know, when you're young like us, student in the front row, I kid you not, like interrupts and says, you're not young like us. And I wanted to shoot that kid right then, but I didn't. Uh, so all of those things that you just listed, not the cool things to have on your resume, on your social media, uh, in college. So you're someone that they've tried to cancel several times. Like why, like talk to us about your journey becoming this outspoken activist. You know, why did you do it? Did you felt like you, did you feel like you had to? And just how has it been? Because there are so many people deathly afraid of coming out of the conservative closet. So talk to us about what that was like for you. Certainly. I think I've always been outspoken growing up, even before I got involved in politics, because both my parents are very outspoken. It's natural. My dad's Irish, my mom's Jewish. So you got kvetching on one side, loud on the other side, the stereotype. And of course, we're from New Jersey. So we're all very, we're all very outspoken. And I guess I was a little bit too outspoken in high school. I became a little bit interested in politics from what a high schooler can understand. And that was the first time I was... Wow, you're a conservative Jersey girl. I'm from Long Island. <laughs> not like We're like unicorns. We should yeah. start a club. Exactly. We're, we're, we're right there. We're like neighbors. <laughs> um, and... I, I didn't even know what cancel culture, I think I was canceled before the term cancel even was a term. Um, senior year in high school, people didn't like a Halloween costume I had. And um, I, I, I got canceled for that. Students actually, students and teachers, it was egged on by faculty members. They hosted forums for about an entire week just to talk about how I'm a bad person even though the school said that they would support me and, oh, you're not in trouble, Justine. They said that in private meetings. And then, of course, they held public meetings to save their PR um, with students who were offended to condemn me. And this was when I was 18 years old. Um, it was actually the first out of multiple times that students who didn't like my opinions reached out to my pageant to try to get me canceled with the pageant. And I, I graduated. I went to college. My parents said, Justine, okay, this time just like don't be, don't, don't oust your cover right away. Try to make some friends first. And I thought, okay, that lasted for about three weeks. Then my roommate, my roommate <laughs> My roommate discovered my Ronald Reagan poster in my closet. <laughs> she wasn't very happy. And then I was banned from a, a freshman dormitory, part of the dormitory for dressing up as Melania Trump for Halloween. People said that I was being exclusionary by dressing up as her and that she's a bigot, so I'm not allowed to dress up as her. And I, I spoke out about that. I started writing for this outlet called Campus Reform, which exposed First Amendment violations on campuses everywhere, including my own. 
But I didn't really start getting extremely involved in that until I tried to start a Young Americans for Freedom chapter on campus. Young Americans for Freedom is an organization that promotes the belief that the U.S. Constitution is the greatest form of governance. It's a chapter for young conservative students to be a part of. And the university wouldn't let me start that chapter at first because they said the U.S. Constitution is exclusionary to international students. So saying that's the greatest form of governance is, it's apparently offensive. <laughs> Even though international That doesn't make, okay. Yeah. I, I have no, that doesn't make sense. That's that's not even true. <laughs> wow. Our institutions of higher learning. <laughs> yep. And the, the international students, why, why do we think they came here? They came here because of the benefits and the opportunities and the freedom that our constitution provides. A lot of people were international students from authoritarian countries like China. And they were so happy to be here. They were so happy to be on campus embracing the liberties that we had. So I don't, I never heard any of them saying it was unconstitutional or exclusionary. I only heard white administrators saying that the U.S. Constitution is exclusionary. So, of course, my writing about the issue, I wrote an op-ed about it. I was invited to stand next to President Trump when he signed a campus free speech executive order. Students and professors saw that. They didn't like that. They saw me standing with the president and they immediately started posting on Twitter, let's go find her. So I came back to campus. It was very hostile. And I started recording protests as a media, as a journalist, protests that leftist students were conducting to try to get the university to racially segregate students based on race in the name of helping Black students feel more included. They actually wanted racially segregated rooming options. And when I was covering these protests, I was mobbed numerous times by hundreds of students. I was chased down streets. Um, Apparently, then came death threats. I couldn't return to campus senior year because I was receiving death threats for my views. Also for standing up for a professor, Jewish like me, who believed Israel had had the right to exist as a Jewish state. They wanted her fired. I stood up for that. And then students called for my expulsion. And they sent me threats. I think the worst experience, though, was one professor whom I didn't even know. She just walked up to me one night in the dark placed her hand on my shoulder and said, I know who you are. You better be careful. And professors might not let you take their classes anymore. So that that being said, I, I finally was able to escape that and work in D.C. And now I try to help other students who are dealing with the same issues. We have to talk about what's going on in the stock market. We are in a full-blown bear market. The Wall Street Journal says the stock market entered a bear market last week as investors took another look at Friday's red-hot inflation data. Guys, they didn't like what they saw. Just in case you missed it, the inflation rate is now 8.6% annualized from month-over-month figures. Guys, this is bad, really bad. If you've been ignoring the signs, you can't afford to ignore them anymore. It's time to take action. 
get your money out of the stock market and into a tax-sheltered precious metals IRA with my friends over at Birch Gold Group. Birch are the best in the biz, and that business is securing the value of your hard-earned savings. Birch has a free info kit that tells you all about their offerings and how you can roll over your IRA or your 401k today. It's easy. All you have to do is text Mobley to 989898 to receive your free gift. Text Mobley to 989898. Mobley is spelled M-O-B-L-E-Y. Text Mobley to 989898 before your financial loss is locked in forever. You and I both know that conventional social media is not a happy place for conservatives. I'm talking Facebook. I'm talking Twitter. I'm talking Instagram. Guys, it's very difficult to grow a following, to project any type of influence, and especially uh, to get any type of support uh, for your content when you're in the space uh, that I am in. I don't know if you know this, but PayPal is actually the same way. They've deplatformed a number uh, of conservative uh, commentators and creators. Guys, Patreon is the same way. Patreon is not a good place for a channel like mine to garner support. That's why Dave Rubin created Locals. Locals Locals.com, it's the internet done right. It's the best that social media has to offer. And it's actually a direct competitor to Patreon. That's something that I haven't really put out on the show before. Usually, you want to support a creator like myself, you would go to our Patreon, where you can get exclusive content only available to paid supporters or members of the smaller community. Guys, I don't do Patreon. I can't live with the risk of being deplatformed, demonetized anytime. That's why my Patreon-esque stuff is over on Locals. Locals.com. You can download the app on Android, on iPhone. It's local. Search for Joe Mobley or go to thejoemobleyshow.com slash locals. Become a supporter today. If you haven't gone to mypillow.com slash Mobley, you are missing out. There's still a limited time that you can get uh, this incredible deal on slippers. They've still got the line of Judah, a satin print that you always see there in shots with Mike Lindell. Guys, up to 66% off on merchandise. Go to mypillow.com slash Mobley or use promo code Mobley anywhere on the website. This is like nuts. Like some, a lot of people don't think this is a big deal. I worked with a girl um, at a, at a fundraising agency, and she previously had worked. She was one of the undercover uh, Project Veritas gals, and she was outed and doxed. And this is literally, I think it was a Southern University. I think it was a University of Alabama. Um, but she had all these death threats, and eventually she had to go to. Um, it was like one of the formal events and maybe something else. She had to go with police escort, like the state police had to escort her. Uh, and they say that, you know, we're the crazy ones. We're doing insurrections. Meanwhile, they're doxing people, you know, threatening death, uh, threatening threatening to take away people's ability to work, which is a, a tantamount to the same thing. If you can't work, if you can't earn, if you can't feed yourself and your family, your livelihood is gone. Uh, so most people would run away from that. You're like, I'm, I'm leaning in, I'm moving to the swamp. Uh, I got my floaties. Like was journalism always your, your interest or was it kind of thrust upon you? 
I was always interested in journalism. My dad actually used to be a journalist, so I think I caught that bug from him. Um, but I was also interested in politics, and I always wondered, how can I combine the two? And I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, big time. So, you know, that brings us, like, right into censorship. Free speech, the First Amendment, those protections, the reason that media is included in there is because the media is supposed to be holding the government's butt to the flame. The government says something. It's not just supposed to be Peter Ducey or just OAN looking out to say, hey, is this true? Are they lying to the public? All media is supposed to be fact-checking. Fact-checking has become kind of a freaking clown term. Uh, but the media is supposed to be the guardians of the people. They're supposed to be this whetstone where the government tries to spew their bullcrap and the media is there to kind of tease the truth out. That's not the case anymore. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but we are losing more and more media outlets. Like Fox has been truly disappointing uh, in in the last few weeks and months, maybe years. Uh, so talk to us about the importance of the First Amendment, about free speech, and, and what censorship kind of means in the grand scheme of things. Of course. Well, as, as you mentioned, without, without having media outlets fact-checking and being the watchdogs like they were meant to be, you're going to have an administration, you're going to have a government run amok. They're going to be able to do whatever they want because you have no speech countering that or at least questioning it, which is what the media is supposed to do. Question. They don't have to take a stance. They're not really supposed to take a stance, but they need to question everything. And now what you have with the Ministry of Truth, although it's not here anymore for now. There, it's, <laughs> it's like the scariest thing ever. Oh my gosh. It's it's almost as if everything in, in 1984 is coming to life. And of course, the left seems to be using it as a DIY manual. When the, the reason America has survived, this American experiment has survived for as long as it has, which has only been a couple of hundred years, not super long yet, it is because of, of our ability to have free speech in this country. Because for a while, we didn't have so much censorship. You know, it, it would it would come out sometimes, and and then we'd have to every couple of years, you'd have a threat of censorship, and we would have to fight and stand up and, and quash it. And I think that's what we're dealing with right now. We are facing the threat of censorship because we have an administration who is literally setting up departments in order to control people's speech, and 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 that that's controlling the media as well. And what's really backwards is that you have media outlets willingly, blindly just controlling themselves, censoring their own people. I think either CNN or MSNBC, I, I'd have to go back and check which outlet. It, it, sometimes I just mix up the two because they do the same thing. They, they, they read the same script. It's, you know, the, the big lie. And it's so interesting because they say exactly the same thing, the same way, the same pauses, the same emoting. So and any, any one of them, just plug in leftist media outlet here. Yeah, X or Y, media outlet X. <laughs> they, they just, I, I think they, they just have a, a new rule that you're not allowed to say certain things about the Biden administration. I think part of it is you can't say 
that there might have been election fraud. And there were rules like that before, but they just installed some some new speech codes. And this is a media outlet where you're, you're, you hire journalists to find the truth. I remember when my dad was a journalist, he, he actually used to come home and tell stories and complain to us that sometimes he would report on an issue and the media outlet, his editor would say, no, 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 we, we don't want to cover that. We don't want to expose that. Oh, that's not, that's not right. That's not. And this also happened to me when I was a student journalist for my campus TV station, which was very one-sided. I actually was banned from my campus TV station a couple of times. One time I didn't receive a promotion because I said that Israel was the only true democracy in the Middle East. Apparently, um, Turkey was also deemed a democracy, even though I know I know people who had to flee Turkey in order not to be persecuted for their religion. Um, so, so much for a democracy. And, you know, we, we talk about, well, where does this all come from? All the, the people who work at CNN and MSNBC, the people who are censoring speech, the media outlets that are sucking up to the Biden administration, they, they hire people from schools like my own, which is a, a, a top journalism school, the Newhouse School at Syracuse University. They, they hire people from there, from the campus TV outlet that censored speech to go work for them. And, and then you have these journalism professors and professors in other departments who are encouraging students that when they, they become in these top positions of power, when they graduate college, to censor speech they don't like. Because we are being taught in school that any view that differs from our own view is an existential threat. And, and what's, so, what's the most backwards about this entire thing is that the Ministry of Truth and, and other radical extremists running our country right now are trying to say that we need to censor certain speech in order pr- to protect democracy. So you're not allowed to talk, but it's to protect you. It's to protect democracy. It's so we can be more free that you're not allowed to be free. Yeah, that's not how this works. Uh, and, you know, when, when you want to get into nuts and bolts with Israel and talking about uh, Middle Eastern countries. It, it, it's Pride Month. Everyone's celebrating Pride. Woo! Strange uh, sexual proclivities uh, in front of children. They're not celebrating Pride Month in any of these Middle Eastern countries. And, and the treatment of homosexuals in a country like Israel versus uh, other Middle Eastern countries is night and day. Maybe we should send some drag queen story hour over there so they can experience the diversity of the Middle East um, but so you you mentioned speech codes, which is like, wow, like as an American, like you should shudder when you hear someone talking about speech codes. Uh, and, you know, oh, they get a lot of free advertising, Daily Wire. They get a lot of free advertising on my show. But here we go again. Michael Knowles nailed it in his book, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. This is the agenda. You look at Saul Alinsky, eight, eight levels of control, and they've got to control welfare, health. Uh, uh, religion, they've got to control all of these things. Speech is how they do it, guys. Like constantly this political correctness, like uh, I love it that you put that in your bio. Like political correctness is antithetical to truth, to freedom, to liberty. And they're constantly 
changing the rules. Apparently, we just lost spaz. If, if you know someone who's a little spastic, which means like hyperactive, kind of flighty, all over the place. Now they're saying it's um, uh, medically derogatory because it, as if when someone says spaz, they mean someone that has a spastic injury or cystic fibrosis or something like that. That That's never been the case. And you would think if ever there were meritocracy, you would think that something like pageant world where there's the beauty element and then there's the talent and skills element would be untouched by censorship. But you know that that's not the case. Can you talk to us about that some? Oh, yeah. So a different system, not my system, thank God, the, the Miss Universe system just came out with a rule book on their Instagram page, suggestions for, for speech codes that... It always sounds so soft. These are just some suggestions, guys. And then we're going to put a gun to your head and then force you to say <laughs> these words or else. <laughs> they, they it's have, sad, but it's true. <laughs> They had uh, suggestions about how to talk about menstruation and people, not women, people getting pregnant. They, in each, every, they had like a couple of slides for words you shouldn't say. And each word was a different way to say woman. Don't say you're becoming a woman. Instead, say you're getting your period. Don't say that women get pregnant people become pregnant. And, and this is a pageant where the mission statement is literally an organization, quote, run by women for women. But of course, Miss, Miss Nevada was actually a mister uh, last year. So yeah. just erase that. By the way, you can't, you're not allowed to compete in Miss Universe if you, if you are pregnant or if you have a kid, a natural female function, you're, you're banned. You're not allowed to you're not allowed to compete. You're no longer considered. That is super interesting. But so if I were a woman, I could compete because as a non-birthing person, I can't in fact get pregnant. I mean, there's very little chance that I would even menstruate during the whole contest. <laughs> like this is, we're supposed to be the crazy ones. All of this is normal, you know, with the chest feeding and the birthing people and all this stuff. That's normal. It's always been that way. Justine and I are the crazy ones. You listening to this, you're the crazy one. That's that's what we're expected to believe here. So I saw you, uh, you tweeted this out uh, and you had the same question that I had. Um, oh, I should have pulled it up, but oh, I'll do late now. You have the same question that I had. My wife shows me the other day. She's like, well, it's happened. Uh, George Washington, they're getting rid of, you know, colonials, their, their sports team and, and their moniker. But like the obvious question is, guys, you, you're in Washington, D.C. You're called George Washington University. Like you can't just drop colonials and expect everything to get better. But of course, this is no longer politically correct. And we said, we said, us conservatives with our crystal balls, we said way back when, hey, if we go down this road, they're going to be getting rid of Thomas Jefferson. They're going to be getting rid of George Washington. They're going to erase the founding fathers. This is like what we said in response to the 
the arrival of the 1619 nonsense project. And here we are, GW, get rid of colonials. I give it until, mm, I'll say next Pride, I'll say June 2023 is when they'll announce they're changing the name of uh, the university. Martha already has a school, so what could we call GW? We could call it... Che Guevara Guevara University. (laughs) Oh, yes. That would be a statue that would never get toppled. (laughs) Little beret on there. Oh, my goodness gracious. (laughs) So where do you see, uh, you know, since apparently any conservative, anyone who's read 1984... You know, like Orwell, we we just have crazy intuition. We've got a crystal ball. Where do you see the censorship stuff going? Like, how do we write the ship? Or is it too late? Is it too far gone? And is the Republic just going to crumble around us? Honestly, I have a little bit of hope because I think that enough people are just a little bit, a, a sliver, that enough people are getting angry and saying, hey, this is ridiculous, that there might be a, a revolution. And I don't know what's that, what that's going to look like. I think the, the lever is probably going to be pushed a little bit more. You'll probably see the censorship get worse and worse and worse. But when the Ministry of Truth was temporarily dismantled, it gave me a little bit of hope because the reason that happened was that so many Americans specifically online social media commentators like Jack Sobiec, Libs of TikTok, they spoke out and they just harassed. They just, they used their own First Amendment rights to harass the administration uh, uh, peacefully, unlike what the the left does. (laughs) We we didn't go to anyone's- Yeah, when when we say harass, we mean- mean tweets, okay? Not doxing people and bringing knives and handcuffs and guns to Supreme Court justices' homes. That That's not our style. Exactly. We were, we're a little friendlier than that. We, little- we, we do unarmed insurrections. How considerate is that? I know. You know? <laughs> uh, but I, I really do think it's because a lot of people spoke out and a lot of people said, wait a minute, this is, this is obscene. And it wasn't just conservatives or right-wing media influencers speaking out about this. It was people people who were liberal, maybe old-school liberals, but people who would otherwise maybe even support President Biden's administration. I think that a lot of people are just getting fed up because free speech was never supposed to be a political issue. It's really sad that it, it's deemed a political issue now. It's, it's an issue for everybody because... Our First Amendment was written first under the Bill of Rights for a reason. It was to protect everybody's speech. And I think you mentioned this uh, a little earlier as as an American. How can you not get a shrug a little bit or get a little bit tense when you hear the term speech code? I think that it really is in our body. It is in our um, American genetics that that we we get a little bit worried when we hear about censorship. Everyone should be worried. Liberals were censored back in the 60s and and free speech was deemed a more liberal issue. Now it's deemed a right-wing issue. And I I really think that's what gives me hope that enough people are, are recognizing that, okay, when you have a government entity 
to to shut down speech that disagrees with the government. There's a little bit of a pattern throughout world history. Hmm, Nazi Germany. Um, Mao Zedong, the Khmer Rouge. Where's this gone wrong before? Yeah. Really, there's an example. <laughs> and it's tied to both fascism and communism. It's all the same authoritarian mess. See, I... I don't know how hopeful I am. I look at the situation and like Ministry of Truth is a perfect example. My concern is so many of us have been like ringing alarm bells. We've been like running through the streets, almost like pulling a Patrick Henry, uh, Patrick Henry, wrong wrong guy, uh, (laughs) Paul Revere rather, you know, running through the streets saying this is happening, that's happening. I think that there's a real chance that these efforts can get run underground. Like you see uh, the World Hypnosis Organization, they had this attempt to put these amendments in and and kind of do this crazy uh, governance thing where they were going to be able to... Um, guys, we talked about this on the show. James Roguski was all over. He was on Bannon. He was probably on OAN uh, talking about this, but they were trying to get that one world governance medical bullcrap through and it got stuck. Well, they were just trying to do it in broad daylight. So, you know, my fear is stuff like that. These globalists just run underground. I feel like the Ministry of Truth has been something that's been brewing for a while here in the U.S. And the DHS was like, um, or the the administration was like, sure, you know, it's a fine time to pop this mole up and see what the people think. The people lacked it like immediately, like, no, get that out of here. So I just feel like they just take their efforts back underground, these backroom deals with big tech. And we know, we know, guys, the political elites are in cahoots with freaking big tech. You see, they all ousted Donald Trump from their social media platforms within hours of each other. The messaging was the same. The emails are the same. The scripts are the same when you see it on lamestream media. Uh, So I just feel like the censorship thing, they're just going to ratchet it up with Twitter and Facebook. And, you know, Elon Musk is kind of, the thorn in the side of Twitter right now. Elon Musk is like Neo in the Matrix right now, just like wrecking everything. It's so good to watch. Uh, not a conservative, guys. Not a conservative. Don't do not do that thing. Uh, but anyway, back to what I was saying. I don't want to squish your little sliver of hope. <laughs> But I, I, I just feel like these efforts are just run underground. They come up for air every once in a while, see how submissive the sheep are. And, you know, speech codes is still right there. It's it's like right under the surface. It's like something out of Stranger Things. <laughs> the upside uh, down is always there. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I don't know. I, said this, I say this all the time. Guys, I promise we're going to do a watch party sometime. But we are literally living, minus the violence and the killing, well, except for the summer love, BLM, Antifa, all that jazz. Uh, but minus the violence and killing, we are living in V for Vendetta. We we literally are. I don't know who's calling me, but I'm doing an interview, so I'll have to tell you back. Um, we are Dallas, Texas. Anyways, we are literally living in that V for Vendetta-like media crafting narrative up is down, down is up, just bull crap everywhere. And you got to wake up. Like, you got to listen to shows like this. You got to watch networks like OANs. Um, you, you need to be involved. Uh, so kind of last thing that I want you to touch on is um, 
you know, I pride myself on being an uncloseted conservative. I'm in people's faces. I get it. Like I, I'm an activist, you know, cut from the same cloth as you. Everyone doesn't have to do that. I just think as an uncloseted conservative or an uncloseted, you know, moderate liberal, someone who's not like a leftist lunatic, that just means sharing, being willing to share your thoughts, opinions, and beliefs, whatever the circumstance, whatever the consequence might be. Um, you know, you're in that boardroom meeting or whatever, and it always comes up. They always bring up their leftist lunacy. Uh, and say you're in Maryland and you say, hey, um, I don't think abortion up until the moment of childbirth and now 20 days after, I don't think that's cool. Or, hey, uh, I don't think getting rid of firearms is a good idea. Or, hey, I don't think Donald Trump is a white supremacist, especially since he's been in about a dozen of the most popular rap videos of all time. Guys, we've got to be confident enough to do that. Um, so what what word do you have for those people who are in the conservative closet, uh, who are on the sidelines, they know that things aren't okay, um, and they just need, I don't know what they need, encouragement, uh, instructions. They just need a little nudge to, uh, you know, get off the bench and get in the game. As a colleague, Isabel Brown from Turning Point always says, all it takes is 10 seconds of courage. So you don't mm -hmm. have to be in people's faces. You don't have to be a political commentator all the time. But for instance, if, if you're in a classroom and your, your leftist professor is screaming all this propaganda, all it takes is raising your hand. And you honestly, the best way to do it is ask questions. Put the idea in their head or in other people's heads. Put the idea in the heads of people uh, in, in the heads of bystanders, people who are watching, other classmates who maybe haven't figured out what what they believe yet, and 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 try to get other people to come to to that conclusion, and and I think that it will it will make people a little bit a little bit more confident. Also, there's so many people who are going through the same thing right now. There's a lot of conservatives who are being censored, who are being canceled and silenced. And I, I have hope in in some of these companies, some of these conservative organizations that are, are coming together and, and trying to create alternatives for people, alternate streaming services, alternate Hollywood style show, things that, that show business anything show business related. And I, I was a theater kid. So I, I, I'm a huge fan of what Gina Carano is doing. And I know that it's, it's hard right now. And, and it's easy to say when, when you're not being canceled at the moment, oh, all you have to do is, is speak up because you don't know everybody's positions. They are afraid of losing their job. They're really afraid of, of losing a, a great but sometimes all it takes is just 10 seconds of courage and, and finding a couple of friends who are dealing with the same issue. And I think that's what's so great about being online and, and social media. Unfortunately, you have the left wanting to ban conservatives from social media. But when you're able to find friends on social media and get in group chats, at least you have a community of people who will support you. And that's really what helped me get through college. Oh, yeah. My signal chats are pretty spicy. Um, so, well, guys, this is Justine Murray. Before I flash your social media on here, you know, you, you just outed yourself as a theater kid. So I got to ask, we, we can 
we can swap here. I'll go first. But uh, top three musicals, I guess you could say of all time or just your favorite. I'll go with my favorite because it, it's a powerful claim to say top three of all time and my wife will come in and discredit me immediately. Um, but I think I'm going to go, uh, you know, in order three, two, one. Um, let's see. Last five years. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, just incredible. And my favorite, I'm, I'm an instrumentalist, so my favorite book to play, but also just some of the best story in music is uh, Into the Woods. That's my my three, two, one right there. I love Into the Woods. <laughs> That's it's it's always hard for me because I always I, I always have like a new favorite musical <laughs> during a different time in my life. But right now, my top three are Sound of Music, West Side mm. Story, and The Band's Visit. I don't know that one. I don't know that last one. Uh, I think my wife's number one is The Sound of Music. Um, I know it was top roles for her. She did get to play Maria in Oklahoma, which she was literally over the moon. Um, actually, I think her number one is Light in the Piazza. So maybe Sound of Music is number two. Uh, well, you heard it here first, folks. We are theater nerds, and that's okay. Guys, you got to keep up with Justine on social media. Let's... Let's uh, get it together here, Joe. Boom, there it is. Um, so you can follow her on Twitter at Justine underscore Brooke. Or you can just look in the description below because those links are there and it's a lot easier to just click uh, than try and type this stuff in. Um, or you can catch up with her on Instagram. It's at Justine Brooke Murray. Uh, Brooke with an E at the end and Murray is M R U. M-U-R-R-A-Y. Good. Not, just click on the links, guys. Um, do you want to tell people about this contest that you're in? Sure. So next week, I'm competing for Miss New Jersey, and there's a People's Choice component of it. So the winner of People's Choice gets to be considered as one of the top 10 finalists, and you can vote. Um, I think each vote costs a dollar. Some Some pageant moms will dump, like, thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I, I'll have to talk to my mom about that. <laughs> but if, if you'd like to contribute, that would thank that. Thank you so much. And all proceeds go to the Miss America organization to help other young women compete and award scholarships to these young women. Like guys, that is a very complicated website. I made it easier for you. You can be Justine's pageant parent, uh, at least for a short time. Uh, so help her win, help her be successful, guys. Go to thejoemobleyshow.com slash Justine, and you can uh, buy your votes there. Justine, thanks so much for being on the show. Guys, thanks for joining us on The Joe Mobley Show. We will catch you in the next one. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the, you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you. And we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. 
And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread the light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God puts into the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. Now is the time to act. This is exactly why I need some action for my people. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be here. Again, guys, Reawaken America tour with guests like General Flynn, Donald Trump Jr., Clay Clark. Uh, guys, I am going to be there as well. The stop is July 8 and 9. That's Virginia Beach, Virginia, July 8 and 9. Go to thejoemobleyshow.com slash events to get your tickets today. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.